Hey guys, George here. I uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, PlayStation Power has turned into a different kind of format. Uh, we're going with a more kind of mature theme, which includes things like uh, profanity and uh, sexual themes and whatnot. Um, this disclaimer will only be on this episode and the next two episodes. So I hope you see this. Uh, we are going with a more explicit kind of podcast. And I apologize to those who are not interested and those who cannot and will not listen because of this explicit change. Um, I hope you forgive us, but Greg and I thought that it would be better this way for the podcast. Thanks and enjoy the episode. You're listening to PlayStation Power. I'm George, and here with me is Greg. Hello. And uh, we have a random fighter here that's joined us for this episode. Uh, we have Joe. Hey, what's up? Hey, thanks for coming on. No problem. Has there ever been such a thing as a three-player fighter? Um, Not like a traditional fighting game, but I would think like one of those kind of like brawler kind of-esque games mm. i know there was there was like a there was like a naruto there was like a few naruto games or whatever on gamecube that supported like four people fighting at once but it wasn't a traditional fighter it was like you could walk around in a small area and fight hmm interesting yeah i don't know if that was on ps2 the new ninja turtles game supports four players kind of fun a, but that's a brawler yeah, that is more of a brawler, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, so, if, if you wanna really want to get technical, you have the Turtle Smash game on the way. That supports four players. True. <laughs> we already... <laughs> look at that. We already just... Off the rails. We didn't even talk about what game Podcast we're, is done. we're talking That's about. Yeah, yeah we, didn't even get to, we didn't even get to bring up what game we were talking about. Um, so Joe, thanks for uh, having us play Toeball number one. <laughs> I I apologize, guys. I apologize. <laughs> Apparently, Greg likes it. So well, there's good things and bad things I can say about it, but we'll get into it. So sure, I'll give you a little bit of history on uh, this game and why I picked it. Oh, okay. So originally, when this came out, I want to say it was '96, '97. Um, this piggybacked. Uh, Final Fantasy 7. It came out, I want to say, three to four months after the fact. And one of the main reasons I picked it up was because it came with a demo for Brave Fencer Musashi. Yes, I remember mm, that. No, I thought it was a demo for Final Fantasy 8. I could have swore it was Brave Fencer Musashi. No. It was a demo disc for, like, Final Fantasy... I want to say it was 8. Oh, if it was a Final Fantasy, it was definitely 8. I swore it was Brave Fence of Musashi. But either way, I thought it was that demo. So then I'm speaking of a totally different game in that sense. But I remember <laughs> that the demo that came with this, that's pretty much why I bought the game, was for the demo, not for Toeball number one. The cops are coming to get you now because you got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Living in the city, you kind of get that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure it happens everywhere. I don't have trains going by, and I don't have cats that meow into the uh, microphone. What are you trying to so say? We got that. I take pride <laughs> in my saying. trains. I take pride in my trains. <laughs> um, yeah, so 
This game was released in Japan August 2nd, 1996. Uh, also got a re-release January 25th, 2007. Really? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Why? Uh, <laughs> I think that might be the mobile version. They made a mobile version of this game. Oh, hmm. interesting. I, yeah, which is really interesting. Uh, North America uh, saw it September 30th, 1996. And for PAL, January 1997. Uh, like, always the PAL region, they never give a, like a day. It's just the month and the year. <laughs> That's because often that they release the game in staggered in staggered in staggered amounts in different countries. Right. So it's kind of impossible to be able to say exactly unless it was limited to like one country only. For example, like you may see like a specific UK release or train release. Right. But um, but because it's because you're talking about ten countries as opposed to one, that that's harder to pin down. This game was developed by Dream Factory uh, Co. Limited. And in Japan, it was published by Square. Uh, worldwide, it was published by Sony Computer Entertainment. And it's a fighting game. With RPG elements. Well, that's if you do the quest mode. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a fighting game, and it has a quest mode. That, <laughs> that alone makes this pretty interesting, as bad as it is. Oh, Do yeah, I no. When I saw there was a quest mode... I was like, what is this? And then I realized I, it really felt like tacked on. There were some other fighting games before this that, had, that also had quest modes at, uh, on them. But I really? think this, yeah, um, there was the, uh, there was a, um, uh, what was the name of that early, that early Jaguar fighting game that's pretty bad. Oh, um, Kasumi Ninja? Yes, yep. I, yeah. I think I, I might have a copy of that. I might. Um, and the DOA games have always had a quest mode on them also. Like even yeah, the first but aren't, one. aren't the... Isn't that quest mode probably like take off the woman's clothes or something? <laughs> They're thinking like of the volleyball <laughs> games. <laughs> no, the volleyball games are look at jiggling boobs while they play with balls. This is true. Uh, volleyballs. Yeah. Um, but actually, that makes for a great segue because, um, you know, I really don't care for fighting games too you much. You want to talk about Playboy again? <laughs> No, but oh. <laughs> um, I mean, fighting games are a genre that I like, but I'm not particularly good at them. So I really don't play too many of the games in the series. Right. Um, I played some Street Fighter and some Mortal Kombat back when I was younger. And I, you know, some of those games I still like. Street Fighter 2, I'll still, still fire up, I'll still fire up time time. time. But, um, I have, uh, but I always have a very hard time trying to learn combos and trying to figure out uh, all the different skills and, and, and moves, and the enemy cheating so often in those games frustrates me to no end. Um, so, so, so the DOA series is, a, is one series that I'm actually able to do pretty well in because that can be, because those games are most are most friendly to just button mashing. You can just simply just like you know hammer away on the controller and have some success, have some and have some success, like have some fun doing it. So, uh, I, I, I started this game with a lot of trepidation about what, you know, about what I was going to find. Does this game have combos in it? Not that I could figure out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, once I, yeah, once I, once I realized that it, it kind of made me feel like a bit easier. <laughs> the, enemy, the enemy would grab me and I didn't know how to grab. Hmm. 
I couldn't even figure out how to do special moves if there were any. Wait, oh, okay, I was gonna say, <laughs> there are special moves in this game? I, I have no idea. All I did was <laughs> kick, punch, sweep attack was probably the best thing to do. You could get them every single time. Oh, you know what my favorite character was? Who? The robot that made the annoying noises every time you made a move. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the I was like the dragon type guy, the guy that had the big old tail because that's how he would do his sweeps. He would just swing his tail. Right. Worked every time. So cheap. <laughs> I played as was like the first character or whatever. I don't even remember the names. I, but uh, so. The characters were like, and a lot of this stuff was just like designed by Akira Toriyama. And that was really interesting to see. Uh, I didn't even have to look it up. Uh, just by looking at the cover of the game, I figured that it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is interesting that, like, it is interesting, like, interesting Square Stock published a game in Japan because this is during the time period when Square was trying to branch out. Uh, and trying to make, trying to make other non-RPG games to, you know, try to like you know, um, establish themselves like a bit more. Uh, so you had other games from this time period that also kind of were went into other genres. So it definitely, did, like this game definitely does have some square elements to it. Yeah, they had that game uh, Ezerts, which was like the scroll, uh, scrolling shooter, and then they did the uh, the SquareSoft fighting game. I can't remember that. Uh name of that title oh bouncer there we go yeah but uh and a um yeah uh, so uh um like so like so yeah square definitely was uh square pretty soon pretty soon realized that after this time period that that they should probably stick to rbgs which they you know, which they primarily have done like you know since then so right and then they learned that they should uh, by an American company because their RPGs are going downhill. <laughs> um, and now they're doing Hitman stuff, and boy, that stuff's, that's what I've seen, is pretty good. I was gonna say, between that and uh, Tomb Raider, they're doing pretty good. Oh yeah, that's right, <laughs> Tomb Raider's... I forgot about that. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, this game... It's a fighting game. I... That's... That's what I can say. Um, the quest mode is not... I feel like the quest mode is barely playable due to the controls. I, I was going to say the controls and how slow your character moves. Right, and, and then you want to run. <laughs> like, you double, you double tap it. You double tap forward. And then it's just like, how do I... Like, it took me a while to figure out how to stop. Because they didn't put in a tutorial for that until later on. Right. <laughs> like, wait, you you did you didn't tell me how to stop until this far into the game, and it's like you have to use was it the guard one, which is like L or R one or something like that. Yeah, and and on top of that, like you're running through in quest mode. There's no music, or maybe oh, yeah, it was just right. yeah. There's like no music, so all you hear is the footsteps the entire time. So on top of the slow <coughs> controls, the bad combat, <coughs> and the generic enemies that you come across, like all you constantly hear is of your guy running, and that's it. Yeah, no, but in Japan, it sold about like six hundred fifty thousand copies. In the same year, it's not 
I was gonna say, considering it's not a Final Fantasy, that's a success. <laughs> oh yeah, and <laughs> apparently, apparently, okay. So, uh, reading this, that this information I have came with a Final Fantasy VIII demo disc. So I was right. All right. Hey, I, I'll admit when I'm wrong, that's fine. No, no, I'm not. I, I was just <laughs> confirming that it's true. Because I, I could have swore the Brave Fence of Musashi game came with the Final Fantasy VIII demo, so maybe I got them mixed up. Who knows? I have no idea. I uh, love the fact that when I did mention this game, the first thing that came to your mind was Tomba, which was a much better game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's like, I can't afford this game. What are you talking about? He's <laughs> like, you said, yeah, you're like, oh, I don't know. Let's play Tomba number one. And for some reason, I thought Tomba. So I put in, I put in Tomba on eBay, and it was like eighty bucks. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Joe, this game's eighty. I was like, Tomba's eighty bucks. And he's like, well, that's expensive, but I was talking about Tobal number one. I was like, oh, well, well, fuck. <laughs> like, so a couple of comments. Uh, I believe Toomba did get re-released on a different platform. So, like, mm. if you want to, like, to play the game, there's a, there's a newer version of it out there I that's cheaper. I think it's cheaper. on PSN, actually. Right. Um, and I think Tobal did well enough to get a sequel. Uh, it did, but it was only released in Japan. Right. Yeah. Yes. So. And the sequel is much better. Oh, of course it is, because it's a later game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they improved on it immensely. Um, it's more fluent. The quest mode actually has music, believe it or not. Um, and the characters weren't as generic. And they brought some mm. of the characters from this game to that one, but right. they added, um, I want to say, two other characters as well that were very unique. Mm. Wait, are you telling me a robot that makes, his, makes noise? <laughs> Is not is is generic? You're telling me that character is generic. I didn't say the heroes. I said the enemies. I thought you said you said the characters. Okay, I apologize. I generalized. <laughs> I meant the enemies. <laughs> you know, I heard Tomba again. Uh, yeah, which is I, an awesome game, especially when you can throw little piggies. <laughs> oh, I have I have a story about that game, but we'll we'll wait until we get to that game when whenever that is. In the year 2022 or something. Um, but So this game actually ran at 60 frames per second. Really? Yeah. Hmm. With a very fine resolution of 640 by 480. <laughs> My favorite resolution. Huh. Um, it looked really good. I was using S-Video. And it looked... Uh, it looks like a train, because the train's passing by in the background. I have to point it out. It's, uh, it's necessary now. Um, it looked really nice because I was using S-Video, and I was using an old CRT. Well, like a newer CRT, but mm -hmm. like when CRTs were dying out, basically. Uh, right, it right. came out around that time. And um, it looked really good on that TV. So, so talking about the graphics... Uh um, just like I mentioned this to you, like off mic, George. But the first thing, but the first thing I thought of when I fired this game up and started playing it was that this game reminds me very, very strongly of a clone of the first Virtua Fighter game from Sega. Right. Uh, as, oh yeah. Uh, as far as the uh, as far as the graphics, the the graphics and uh, the move sets work. Um, the graphics I thought were better than I expected for this time period. Um, the characters are blocky, sure, but the time period that came out, this was like pretty, pretty standard again. Like I said, Virtual Fighter, and um, and I thought the background, the background graphics were very nice. Um, 
show them. I really like all the detail that they had in different stages. It looks like how like would like how the background the background the background like would like scroll around with you as you as you moved and played. Let's be honest here. Uh, those characters had a, a high poly count. They do. Yeah, and and the game running at a not not only like a smooth frame rate, like sixty frames, is pretty goddamn impressive for a PlayStation game. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's it, it. I don't know how to say this without just saying like the the. the you know, commonly used bullshit, but it kind of blew my mind in a way. Well, Square, uh, like, always knew how to do uh, uh, the good graphics like for their games and to be able to do, like, you know, pretty good frame rates, so... I know, uh, but, like, not only having, like, high-poly characters for what a PS2... Uh, PS2. A PlayStation <laughs> game. Oh, man, I am jumping ahead for some reason. Plus an early PlayStation game at that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and... It also has stuff in the background going on, mm -hmm. um, yep. albeit it's just like very simple, but it's still something going on in the background. Yeah, and you know, playing through the game and also like looking at a video on YouTube later on, like for the like for the ten stages or so, there's different backgrounds like for each stage. So. Right. What I didn't like, and I see that it's necessary, was that every place was just a cube mm -hmm. that you stood on. <laughs> a floating cube that you stand on. So. Well, again, I was, right. I was like, well, again, like Virtua Fighter. <laughs> I never played Virtua Fighter, so. Oh, you're missing out, bro. I'm missing out on two polygons for each character. Uh, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to play that game. But uh, I also noticed that getting a ring out is very easy in this game. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, well, just, I was gonna say it very much follows that. Uh, Virtual Fighter model where ring outs like you can pretty much just fight the guy in a straight line get him to the edge do a sweep or a powerful uppercut and ring out you could just poke him and he'll just like fall out <laughs> well, I didn't want to point out that it was that easy <laughs> well yeah no the thing is like I've I've seen things happen where I knock the guy down and he's near the edge and like <laughs> He just gets sucked off of it. It's not like it's not like he like fell out. It's just like the game sucked him out of the ring. Hmm. It, like he slid out. It was really weird. Something else I noticed that I kind of found curious, uh, like for this, um, most like most fighting games give you a huge amount of time, like be able to play, and then uh, something on the order of like ninety nine seconds, like or whatnot. Uh, and the matches, you know, the matches can turn into. Uh, two minute, three minute affair sometimes if the two players are good, like what are, are good, good like what they're doing. Uh, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, etc. This one like gives you 29 seconds to start off with. Well, so, I changed it to an infinite. So the like so bears that the matches, the matches, you know, the matches are very quick. I mean, right. I mean, most of my matches were done like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why. I just don't like having time so i just put unlimited yeah and you're um and you give and take a lot of damage too i mean like you can uh if you're good or lucky you can knock somebody out uh like in a ko in like in like three hits yeah yeah no i noticed that which is again strange because we get to be that different from most fighting games i've also found that um one one uh enemy would be harder than like the enemy after that it was really weird like, I would have trouble on one enemy, then I'd go and fight, have an alright fight, and then the enemy after that, 
would be like super easy that I just like finish the two rounds within like a minute. Yeah, I found when I was playing the uh, rounds were very quick. I did not turn it on infinite uh, time myself. And usually like uh, Greg was saying, you know, you give a lot of damage, but you also take a lot of damage. So I mean, it's balanced, which is nice. But I mean, four hits and you could technically end a match. Yeah, yeah, I I wasn't good at this game, but I somehow got pretty far in the tournament mode. Um, um, I think I got to like stage 10 or something like that. Oh, wow. That was the last fight. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that blue, that blue guy beat me and I said, fuck you, and I turned the game off. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely got further than me. Of course, I tried the quest mode because that's what I remembered most um, from my memories. You probably got further in the quest mode than I did because I played the tutorial in like chapter one, got halfway through, died, and I said, this is dumb. <laughs> I didn't even get through the tutorial. Oh. I was like, wow, this moves a lot slower than I remember. Oh, I cannot deal with this. And I closed down the emulator, booted it back up, and went right into the fight mode. And I was like, wow, these matches are short. And I feel like sometimes the computer was getting some cheap shots in. And I was just like, all right, you know what? I've played this enough to refresh my memory. I'm shutting this off and not touching it again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Don't worry, we'll uh, we'll bring you on for uh, things you know uh, more about, like wrestling games. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh. And we still got to talk about Loaded at some point because that was my other favorite game that I had Same mentioned. Thing. And uh, yeah, that's that's a great game. At first, I thought you wanted to do that, and I was super confused, so I had to go back through the chat we had, and then I saw it was Tomba. Oh wait, it wasn't Tomba. It was Tobal number one. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should have picked loaded because you know at least uh, you know well, we at least, about at least how we got awesome something out of the way. Right, right. I mean, and you can't always also, play good games, right? Right. Also, uh, we were we were destined to play a shitty game at some point because <laughs> like like Greg would even bring up games, and I was like, I never heard of this game, and I would I would think maybe I might not like it, but then like. It was like, what is it, Shadow of Destiny or whatever? Mm -hmm. I played it and I was like, wow, like this game's really interesting. Although it's kind of like odd and it's just weird in a way, but, mm -hmm. you know, I really liked it. So um, I'm glad it wasn't Greg that picked a game that I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to hurt his feelings. Well, strangely enough, I may actually. It's like I've had the highest opinion of this game, like your three guys. I would think so, yeah. Like I didn't love it, but I think this game is just probably, like, just probably um, average for fighting games of the time period. Uh, you're right. The biggest knock against it is how slow the game is. I don't, I don't know why it's so slow when it, when it runs like so smoothly. So I don't know if that was a limitation of the hardware or just the software not being able to cope up to the demands or what's going on here with it. I don't know, but, but the, um, the way that you control the character was not so great either. It's like... Yep, controls are also a problem. Because it was um, like run forward, run... or I, What did back do? I don't even know what back did. I don't uh, think I ever pressed it. One um, of the other big things that I felt this game suffered from is this is a pre-analog game. So yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's D-pad. Yep. And that also adds to the stiffness of the game. <laughs> the thing is, though, you can make a D-pad game, and it, you can make it work well. This 
game though is like you have to hold like L one or something and then press left or right to turn. Yeah. Like Right. And I understand that this this is a new concept around this time, but <sighs> Yeah, try playing like an early platformer uh uh that was designed for like a uh you know pre analog controller. It's even worse. Oh, Croc. Bubs, Bubs <laughs> I played Croc. I actually played I actually have Croc. I've had Croc since I've a, since I was a kid, and we played a decent amount of it. Uh, my parents and I. Um, that the only, game wasn't great though. Uh, and then to go on with, like to go on with a couple of things about the game I did like. Uh, you only hear it in uh, turn of the mode, but the music I thought was uh, quite good. Um, oh, the music's excellent. Yeah, yeah no, the when it's there. Great. Yeah, right. Like I said, like I said, tournament mode only for some reason. I, I don't understand that. Um, well, they want you to, to focus on quest mode and not be uh, distracted by music, obviously. No, so, what it was, they wanted you to only listen to it for that 30 seconds that the round was. <laughs> right, because it might, you know... Smaller audio files means they could run the game at 60 frames per second. <laughs> yeah, that could be true. Maybe, but, yeah. um, the fact the game had eight characters is pretty, pretty present by the time period. Uh, there weren't many games that offered more. So. Right, I... I I was going to say maybe Tekken, but I don't even think uh, Tekken had eight players, did it? I, the original? I, I, I don't, don't remember. No. At Street Fighter 2, um, Fleck had more characters, but uh-huh. uh, but then, of course, Street Fighter 2 is the like the bar standard right? like fighting games for like, the 90s anyway. Right, so. right. Um, and so, yeah, uh, each character, each character does handle a bit differently. I tried different characters out, and so that was nice. I mean, they weren't all just, like, very carbon copies, of the carbon copies like one another. Like, you know, like some fighting games. Oh, yeah, yep. well, I mean, when you have a robot that makes very annoying noises. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, why would you want a carbon copy of him? So, uh, I think this game really only appeals to people who are really big fighting you know fighting game fans uh if you can look past the flaws that this game has uh there's some fun to be had here like i had some like i had some like fun with it um you, like, uh, um it wasn't i didn't find it to be overly like overly difficult so that was always encouraging especially you know, especially since like i said i suck at fighting games usually so <laughs> yeah um, I, I suck at fighting games too but yeah uh, i'm not the best myself so so we yeah. should have a tournament. <laughs> See who's the worst. I'll just give the title to Greg. He wins. The loser. <laughs> the loser. Well, the thing is, the pe- the person who plays the worst wins. Mm. Well, if I pin you in a corner and just keep punching you, that means I suck, right? So. No, that means that means you're actually pretty good then. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I see fighting games. It's just like it doesn't matter what you do as long as you just get their health down. That means you're good. <laughs> I don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you keep using the same cheap move. And as much as I have gripes for this game, to be honest, like, this will be a game that at some point I will boot up again, and I will play through the tournament mode, and I will probably attempt to beat it, but... And we um, will read in the newspaper that local man commits suicide. (laughs) Right. Uh, Last thing he had... That's me trying to beat the quest mode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Local men commit suicide. Total number one may be the culprit. Uh, well, Joe, it makes you feel any better when I was, uh, when I was like, 
poking around online uh, after playing it like for a while, looking at like videos and reviews and that kind of stuff. There are a lot of folks like you who had very fond memories of this game back then. Uh, it's still it's it still held up pretty highly today. That's you know, people's memories. Yeah, memories are a, a crazy thing because you can, you know, like, like I said, I bought this game because of whatever demo it came with, and, uh, you know, it was really a throwaway title for me, but it was one of those, like, I paid, you know, at the time, I want to say $50 for it, oh, brand yeah, new, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so, I mean, obviously, I was going to play it, I was going to get my use out of it, and back then, mm -hmm. um, I was just hitting the work uh, field, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, and starting to work. So, like, this is a game I earned on my own. So, you know, that has all sorts of different memories attached to it. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like, you know, uh, pretty, so, like, putting myself in the mindset of somebody, like somebody, like, like somebody twenty years ago, this fighting game was either on par or a little bit of. Uh, uh, even like a little bit above what was available back then for consoles, as far as fighting games went. Absolutely. So, I mean, parts of it, parts of it, not parts of it have not aged very well, but that's to be expected. Of course. But yeah, it's just that if if the game wasn't yeah, if the game wasn't so slow, and if it just like the controls handled better, uh, this would still be like a pretty like pretty like a pretty recommended game today, I think even. But yeah, I think if you put um, still shots of this game, Tekken, Virtual Fighter, and the first DOA all side by side, and you told someone, pick a game based on the screenshot, what mm. game are you going to play? I think most people would pick Toeball number one because of the fact that it is a beautiful game as itself mm -hmm. compared yeah, to the definitely. other ones. Definitely, like, no argument. I mean, this game looks like it could. Um, this game, you know, this game looks like it could have been like an arcade game. Absolutely. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, I I mean, when you get in, when you're doing the fighting game mode thing, it plays fine, and there's not too much wrong with it. It's just that when you get to the quest mode, it, that's where it really falls apart. Mm. Yeah, the yeah, quest I, mode kind of seems tacked on. No. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I don't want anybody to be uh, scared away by our, you know crude review of this uh poor game but like absolutely if you're into fighting games or you just love uh the old squaresoft as a uh company definitely check it out because it is worth um sitting down and like we said playing through the tournament mode at least um you could give quest mode a shot but um you know take our word for what it is believe me you don't want to <laughs> it's it's like um Depression pills, if you take them, you might want to kill yourself more. <laughs> uh, Don't worry, they got potions for that in quest mode. You can pick them up and throw them at the enemy. <laughs> I drink. So what What really bothered me was none of these things are labeled. And I understand it's like, sure, I, I don't know. It's a gamble, whatever. It's like I drank a potion. And I lost like half my life. I'm like, what the shit? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. And then yeah. and then I was like, I'm not drinking anything anymore. And I picked up something, and I threw it at an enemy, and it fucking healed him. And I was like, fuck oh, this. Right. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Uh, like, I, was, I can understand if it was like, if the red ones are bad for your health and the blue ones are fine. But, like, it's not labeled in any kind of way. And, and I was it, just thinking, like, 
this is something I definitely want to try to do. And people out there, when you play this game in quest mode, like you, you got to try this because I'm gonna. I'm, the next time I boot this game, this is what I'm gonna do. Since quest mode has no music, play the Resident Evil soundtrack while you're walking <laughs> through these dungeons. Oh, no. And these monsters that are approaching you move about as slow as those zombies. So it's going to fit, I think, very well. Just watch, uh, like you know, George said, watch the, what potions you uh, throw at your enemies because you will <laughs> heal them or give them super strength, and then you're literally on a women of prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so are you telling me that I can play Tobal Evil? <laughs> um, or Resident it's, it's Tobal. a thought in my mind. I was just thinking while we were we were talking about it, like, wow, you know, I j just thought, like, you know, because it is creepy down in the dungeon. It's all kind of dark. It's not bright like, you know, tournament mode where you have the different back sets. It's right. literally like a Doom corridor or even better, the uh, first person Windows game that you have that you walk through and you all, it is brick everywhere, that 3D model thing that they had. The screensaver. Oh, the screensaver, yeah. yeah. And so it's like that, but occasionally you find a potion in, a, in an enemy, you know what I mean? So this it's creepy. You, you got that creepy spot. When I was a kid, I, I thought that there was an end to that screensaver maze. So I would <laughs> sit there and I'd watch it for a while. And I eventually gave up. Um, and every time like the screensaver came, I was like, are you going to get to the end this time? <laughs> See, and I think you're young enough that I would think that by the time you would be sitting there watching that screensaver try to end, you would have the scary face pop up by then, right? Oh, God, no. As <laughs> after my time. I used to scare my son with that. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. <laughs> yes, I am a horrible parent. <laughs> no, now it's just uh, now it's just like RKO out of nowhere, right? No, you have no response to that? Uh, yeah, nothing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's like I went for a high five, and you're just like, no. Uh, sorry, bro. <laughs> you didn't even look at it. You just walked away. Yeah, you know. It's uh, what I do. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> no, you threw the mic at me, and it healed me. <laughs> and I gave you the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, no, there's not there's not too much to say about this game. Well, I have like one last little fact to throw in, and this is yeah. actually my and this is actually like mind boggling. From what I found online, the power version of this game like is even slower. <laughs> oh, that makes sense, but oh my god, no. So no. we actually get better horrendous. <laughs> We actually got the better of the deal like over here, so be grateful oh, for no. that. <laughs> so, dear UK listeners, do not try this game. <laughs> you will realize how shitty your life is when you're playing the quest mode. Uh, yeah, I am kind of curious to, to curious now though to show to fire like you know Tobal number two and see if it plays any better. I think it's just called Tobal two. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say, yeah, it's not number two. It's just Tobal 2. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, I I would like to actually go look and see what everything's like. But if you're going to import a PlayStation fighting game, don't import Tobal 2. Granted, it's a great <laughs> game, but uh, Rival Schools is much better. Rival mm, Schools. Yes. I've heard this before. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a much better PlayStation fighting game that if you're going to import something. I don't think I'm ever going to import stuff. Uh, I like to I try to I try to get games so I can play it on the original hardware, but I realize that I'm not going to be able to do that with things like uh, Tomba. <laughs> I wanna. And I already had Front Mission 3 mm. uh, on my Vita, so I didn't bother to get a physical copy. I, don't, I actually don't even remember how much that game is physically. There's very few good PlayStation imports that I would recommend to people, but that Rival Schools is definitely one of them. Toeball number two, Vib Ribbon, and uh, what was the other one I just had on the tip of my tongue? Jeez. Uh, I'm sure it'll come to me. I never heard of G's. What kind of game is that? <laughs> oh, it's like it's like a racing game, kind of like Wipeout, but you're going at like G's, man. You know what I oh, mean? right, like right. G4 and pilots, man. Right. Oh, I remember that game. That's the game where you're supposed to crash on purpose, and then you push the X button, and your character says G's, and every time you G's, right. uh, that sounds like I'm saying every time you jizz. <laughs> right, right. I don't right. want to talk about this game anymore. Oh, the fourth game, by the way, Pepsi Man. That's the other one that's excellent. <laughs> yes. Huh. Which is like, it would be interesting if it came mm. out to the U.S. That would be cool. Uh, it would have failed if it came in the U.S. <laughs> you never know. I, it's this almost, it's Back to the Future for the NES, but in like third person behind the back <laughs> mode. Like everything and its, and its mother is being thrown at you. You got to jump or, you know, slide under stuff. And that's basically it. And collect the Pepsi cans. Like the cutscenes alone are what make that what makes that game. But the gameplay is actually pretty fluent, believe it or not. But it's an endless <laughs> runner. It's an endless runner before that was popular on the iOS systems. Well, maybe that's how it became popular. Hmm. There's about a 20 year gap, but we'll go with it. <laughs> I'm. I just. I. I just like to think that there's some guy developing endless runner saying, "I want to make a game like Pepsi Man, but for my phone." I love Pepsi Man. It's probably the guy who created the Spider-Man Unlimited game because that's exactly <laughs> how it plays. It's very oh, really? much like Pepsi Man. Yeah. So when you're talking about like an endless runner game, you're talking about something kind of like in the style like of like World Runner 3D, like for the NES. It's, um, it's a game where you run endlessly. Which is what that game is. It's like the iOS games. I'm trying to think of like uh, Sonic it's Dash. Like Temple Run. Temple Run. There we go. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, um, like Spider-Man Unlimited is like that. I think yeah. Temple Run's like the cult classic or whatever one. Mm -hmm. It's like the... Yeah, like when I think Temple... Uh, <laughs> when I think Endless Runner, I think Temple Run. <laughs> well, speaking about games, George, this one was probably like pretty cheap to get pick up, right? Uh, this game I bought for $20. Really? That much? Yeah. But that was CIB, right? Uh, I did not have the demo disc. Oh, okay, yeah. but it's still yeah. case and Other manual that, and all that. Yes, in good condition. Yeah, I so, still I mean, question that's not my bad. motives. Um, that, I mean, 20 bucks for, you know, the case, the jewel case, the instruction manual. I mean, you got to think you're paying $50, $60 now for a game and you don't even get an instruction manual. So. <laughs> no, no, that comes free online. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, Square games hold their value for some reason. I guess just the rabid fan base out there. Well, the thing is, I bought. I recently bought Siphon Filter two and three, and they were they were actually sealed, and I got them for much less. Mm -hmm. It's it's really like the PlayStation market is starting to boom. Like 
Oh, you know, yeah. you see phases. So it's like, you know, uh, Greg and I, you know, our generation, we were, we wanted to collect the Nintendo and Super Nintendo stuff and the Sega Genesis stuff because that's what we grew up with. George, your generation is now all about PS1, some Dreamcast stuff, N64, and the PS2 and GameCube are kind of bundled in there. And that's really what's starting to boom now because, you know, you guys are starting to really actually have disposable income. And you just notice it with trends, you know, as the time moves on that, you know, it's like I have stacks of Xbox games that I couldn't get rid of, you know, five, ten years ago. And now, like, people are like, oh, you have that game? That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm um, like, you want it? I'll sell it to you for a dollar. Like, I just want it out of here. The thing is, <laughs> well, the thing is, um, original Xbox games are still cheap. Um, because I, once in a while, I go and I get some game. Like, you could go actually get um, a lot off of eBay and pay like, like twenty bucks and get like twenty games or fifteen games. Right. And it like. You know, for some reason, original Xbox games don't really go up in price. uh, Whereas, like, PS2 games, GameCube games will go up. Give it time. I'm sure the price will increase. Yeah, I also think Microsoft just overproduced those games. Yeah, I just I don't think see, there's tons of them out there. Yeah, I don't, see a, I don't see a trend of them really going up that much as somebody yeah. who has been looking at original xbox games for quite some time now yeah i mean original xbox like the holy grail is steel battalion and it's not because of the game it's because of the whole rig that it came with yeah Mm -hmm. which which is actually only like a like a hundred bucks or something like that which is right right yeah it's not i was gonna say it's like that game and then uh stubs the zombie that's it those are the two big games for xbox if you're collecting right (laughs) uh because a lot because collecting is so different with these with these console generations because it's like the same game came out on at least one other platform if not two uh-huh. um, and there are there are games that might have their differences between platform but uh, I don't know it doesn't yeah, that's the thing because, like you know, like during the NES and Super NES days, a lot of those games reported like reported different systems also, but there were but because of the hardware, there were there were usually sizable differences between them. And and then starting with the with the 32-bit generation, you started to see games almost exactly the same uh, across other mm-hmm. across other platforms. Well, you also even had games of the same name that were completely different by different developers, like like uh, Aladdin. Shadowrun, like those were different between Genesis and SNES. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. So, I prefer the Super Nintendo version. <laughs> uh, which one? For Aladdin. Oh, I thought oh, we were talking. Believe about it or not, Shadow I've Run. never played Shadowrun. It. Both versions are great, but I prefer the SNES version. We're going to be covering that game like in our podcast shortly. Yeah, on the SNES podcast. All right. I figured, see, if, if, if I'm going to play it, I'm probably going to pick it up for the PC. Ooh, that's a bad version. Really? Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll get a Super Nintendo version since uh, <laughs> I have a Super Nintendo now. Oh, yeah. I wonder who gave you that. Yeah, thank you, George. <laughs> You're welcome. Let I, the world I know, George it. helped me out with a great <laughs> birthday gift and gave me a Super Nintendo with F-Zero, and it's amazing. <laughs> I've never owned a Super Nintendo, and I could not be happier. Well, there you go. 
Do you you were gonna get an EverDrive for that? Yeah, I'm still going to. Um, I'm gonna end up just getting the cheap one for the time being. And I think with the uh, Mode 7 games, like Mario RPG and whatnot, I'll probably pick those up uh, myself, or I'll just continue to play them on emulators. I really wanted to get a cartridge of uh, Super Mario RPG, but the last time I checked, it was like 50 bucks, and I really don't know if I want to pay that much. I'm sure 50 it might bucks be, isn't it might be bad compared now. to 100 bucks for Earthbound. Earthbound, which you can get for five dollars on the virtual console, is yes, still going for hundred dollars card. Like I which don't. Which I actually it. bought, so I bought on the virtual console. Yeah. Never, yeah. Yep. Yep. Recent edition, which I never expected to see happen because of all the rights issues, but uh -huh. they made it work. Yeah, I, it's really interesting. Now we need. Yeah, now we just need two Mother Three translators. Uh, I don't really care too much for it. I mean, it'd be cool that they did that because people do love that game, but. It's like I'm not I'm not up in arms about that game. I I, I did I like emulate it a little bit and I was like, yeah, it's alright game. Sorry, Dread, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I was just gonna say that I, I like the mother series and as much as I do like the mother series, my uh, biggest hook right now is that I've been playing the crap out of uh, Citizens of Earth, which is what very is that? it's very much like um, Earthbound, like it's very um, jokish but it's like you're basically the president and you have your little cabinet which is your party and you go around fighting different enemies to build up your campaign to be elected president what is this for uh it's on the vita i want to say the ps4 the wii u the 3ds oh this is a, a modern game yes yes oh wait I think but I it's in the form of a, like an old like it has the style of an old super right. nintendo right i think i've actually seen this before okay yeah, it's. I thought you were talking about really the nice. the Xbox original Xbox game that was only in Japan, where you play as the president and you get in a mech or, or something like that. I <laughs> didn't even know that existed, but now I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find that. It's it's interesting, and I think like. I think I think that's also the game where they like, modeled some like the vice president or something after like Billy Mitchell or something <laughs> like that. Nice. I think that's a thing. Yeah, I heard about this game about a year ago on Super Podcast Brothers. They did an in-depth uh, coverage on it, and it, it really sounds far out there. Well, it's a Japanese game. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> like, Metal Gear Solid is a thing. Um, and people love it in areas that aren't Japan. I mean, Japan loves it, but... Outside of Japan, people love it, too. I, uh, I don't know what else to say. There really is nothing else to say. I think we've pretty <laughs> much, we pretty much have covered this game like in depth. I think. I mean, it's a fighting game. So how much more, how much more depth can you possibly get into it? I don't know. I, I, I just can't stop thinking about wrestling games now. <laughs> I'd rather be playing those games. Um, I, I inherited a copy of Warzone Ooh. years and years ago. <laughs> you don't like that game? Uh, I Warzone and Attitude, obviously, when they came out, I was a big fan of them. Dude, um, I still like Attitude. I have that on my Dreamcast. Yeah, I cannot play those games now. Like, if I really? want a old-school wrestling game, I either A, stick with the 16-bit uh, stuff, like Royal Rumble or um, 
WrestleMania, the arcade game, or um, uh, what was the other one they did? Uh, Raw, WWE Raw. Or I do SmackDown 1 and 2. That's it. WWE Raw. Is like the Xbox game? No, uh, WWE, uh, well, WWF Raw. It oh, came out that's for a the different Super game. Nintendo. Yeah. Because there's WWE Raw. Right, right. That Xbox. came out for the yeah, right, and then exactly. Too. Um, I have to say, although those two games on the original Xbox play like hot garbage. Oh, uh, yeah. They're almost as slow as this game. <laughs> it was very. <laughs> the thing is, though, it's very intuitive with the character creation as well as. Uh, the 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 season mode because you were able to actually pick what you wanted to do, whereas like they're just getting that to that in the newer wrestling games, um, because like there's right. an option to like steal from like Randy Orton's bag, and if you steal like three times from him, you get like an unlock in the game, and you can like go right. and attack somebody like backstage, <laughs> and like you can't really do it do that much in the newer games, but they're starting to get there. So I'm hoping, like, 2K17 has, like, there's the Undertaker. Let's bash his skull in with a pipe, like, in the parking lot or something. I hope so, but I don't have high hopes of 2K drastically changing their games at all. Like, Well, what are you talking about? You take take a look at the evolution between uh, 15 and 16. Eh, it, it's a little bit of an evolution, but it's still... A little bit? They added a, They added a lot more stuff. I still feel it's the, very much the same game. Not really. Like, is it the same game? Sure, but, like, they added stuff to it. And also, like, submission systems work differently. All right, I'll give it to you. I'll you know, give it to like, you. They, they changed mechanics. They added mechanics. They, you know, right. they added new character stuff. Like, career mode was much better, or my career was much better than uh, 15s, because 15s was just, like... I don't know, you have a Twitter handle and people try to talk to you and you could be an asshole and go right. and do matches. And then, like, this one was like, hey, you can, like, kind of build, like, relationships with people by somewhat, like, interacting with them. Albeit right, and that it's was... only, like, in matches and stuff. Right, and that was one of the improvements I liked about it. Because, I mean, yeah. I'm still playing 2K15 on the PS4 and I am still the NXT champion. But they still Why? haven't. Why'd you do they, that? They have not placed me on. Like I'm on SmackDown now. But and like, you're they still the NXT yeah. champion. And uh, yeah, they, I thought they didn't. They don't. They take your belt away once you go up higher. Or uh, they they haven't done it yet. So obviously, I think at some point it does do that. How long have you been playing? Because like, well, in, in all actuality, I've been playing for about two years. But. Wow. <laughs> It's so uh, rare that I get to sit down and actually play right. that, uh, you know, I've only, you know, played, I think, total career is just over a year. Okay, yeah, I played a lot more. And with 15, more. like, I lost I don't know how many times before I was finally able to upgrade my character to the point where, like, my creative character is sitting at a 95 rating and can now destroy anybody. Oh, that game, that, that game is so easy, like, with experience and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, I was able to max out my character very quickly. Um, the thing is, like, I heard once you get the, uh, what was it, the WWE title or whatever, uh -huh. you, like, the, the, like, my career ends. And uh. I was, like, about to get it from Randy Orton. And then... Yep. Uh, I accidentally won by disqualification, so I didn't get the title. Because he was he was counted out. 
Right. I won a title match by countout. Um, and it ended I, the career? No, I didn't get the belt because okay. he was disqualified. <laughs> I just thought, like, even though, like, you lost, but you won the match, they were still going to award you, you know what I mean? Like, the no. win and therefore end the career. Also, the best thing was they played it off like it was a normal match. Of course. Which was really weird. Because it was like, all right, you're all set to, to get the title. And, like, there was a, like, a whole, like, there was a huge build up to it. And then, and then I finished the match and it was like, nice match. Uh, we don't have anything for you now. Uh, so you can do a dark match or a... <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, what? And I, and I realized that since he was disqualified, normal rules are they keep the title after disqualification. But it was right. really odd that they didn't say... You know, like you, like you won the wrong way or whatever. Right, like, instantly you know. put you in a grudge match because of that. Right, they just they were just like nice match out there. I was like, what? That's one thing I would love to see in seventeen is like a like grudge match setup. So like if you lose a match by DQ or count out whatever how many times, like at some point they're going to put you in a steel cage or a hell in a cell and basically yeah. say, okay, they, there's going to be a winner. Also, another thing. Uh, Although I choose to fight in pay-per-views, I never really got those special matches. I always got like a one-on-one or a tag. Yep. Which is is dumb. But right. uh, I really wanted to play like SmackDown and SmackDown 2 for PlayStation. Like not the controls, but like the season mode. Because yeah, it was like, oh, look, somebody's entering. It's Triple H. I wonder <laughs> what he's going to do. And right. then it like cuts to you just randomly getting attacked by like... Mr. Ass or something. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, that was really good, though, because it's just like they had scenes and you were actually able to do stuff. And It's... The evolution and de-evolution of these games is, like, really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. Do you have, sorry, Greg, Greg. Do you have any input? <laughs> Greg, do you have any input on wrestling games? <laughs> I, I, I've not played a wrestling game like since the NES ones. Oh, oh, you man. are in for a treat, man. We should play like, <laughs> we should play like a SmackDown versus Raw or something soon. Well, I have like fond memories, uh, like fond memories of both like WrestleMania and pro wrestling. Mm. I thought both those like were fun games. Okay. But I, but I just haven't like played since then. Yeah, wait till we start doing wrestling games, hey Greg. <laughs> I don't know. I just did the triple salad suplex, and that should be a, that should be a move. Triple salad suplex. Triple salad game. suplex. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I just made a wrestling move. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't know how I did the. <laughs> it's almost like a hurricane rana from the top rope. Right, but this, <laughs> but this is just like you just spin the guy while you're suplexing him right. or something. <laughs> you you. So, <laughs> one of my favorite moves that they added into uh, 16 with the new DLC was like this thing that's a suplex that turns into a, a, a power bomb. Okay. Like a, uh, it turns into a sit out power bomb, I believe. And uh, it's all, so you kick the guy like it's going to be a stunner, but you do a suplex and you, what you do is you throw him in the air, catch his legs and slam him down. And that's, that's my finisher in 16. So it's kind of like a modified uh, sit-down powerbomb that Kevin Owens does. Uh, it's kind of like a pop-up powerbomb in a way. Um, but you're you're actually flipping the person in the air and catching them and doing a powerbomb. Like, you... It's... 
it's insane. Um, do you do you have sixteen? I do not. I need to. I had it, and uh, obviously money got tight. So you know, GameStop right. was still giving me thirty dollars cash for it. So right. Oof. Yeah, yeah. If you ever get the chance to get it, like there is, uh, there's a DLC pack out there that I think it's free. Yeah, there's a free moves pack, and that's that's one of the moves. And then I think there's a free pack to adds that adds like big boss man and stuff like that. All right. Yeah, because I have the season pass anyway, so. Whenever I do get the game again, which I'm hoping I can pick up for like 20 bucks and make it worth it, then uh, yeah, I'll be all set. Well worth it. The only thing is my career like takes so long to ramp up. What are we talking about again? <laughs> well, we were talking about Toe Ball number one, and then we just left uh, Greg behind and started talking about I'm him. sorry, Greg. <laughs> I, it's been a while since I talked to Joe, actually. Well, that so. would be the equivalent of me like, going off about football, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't like to leave people out on conversation. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, we, we could talk about football and talk about poor Tom Brady, but <laughs> oh, t Tom Brader! That was that was my favorite movie. <laughs> well, it looks like we're we're about an hour long, something like that. So I, you know, I. Uh, we could end the podcast, I guess. <laughs> All right. I mean, does anyone have any finishing thoughts or anything? I like the game better than I thought I was going to. So okay. I'm not flex that flex that mark at least at the positive. I hated the game more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It wasn't as good as I remembered it, but like I said, if you're a fighting game enthusiast, definitely check the game out. Try to stay away from quest mode, but I'm sure your curiosities will get the best of you. That's how it is with most people. That's why people play Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the NES still. It's the curiosity thing. Or Deadly I still Towers. have not touched that game. Yeah, don't. Please don't. For your own sanity, do not touch that game. <laughs> or Deadly Towers. Um, but yeah, definitely, um, if you're even remotely interested in old PlayStation games or fighting games, definitely check it out. It's worth a glance. And, um, you know, if you don't decide to pick up the game, you could always quote unquote demo it and, mm -hmm. uh, you'll get the same effect. I don't think it's worth the $20 I paid. Uh, I'm going to say because you got it completed in box and with the, uh, PlayStation becoming collectible, I think in the end it will be worth it. I'll wait till it's about 30 bucks and I'll make a $10 profit. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey, Joe, you want to buy a game for $30? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, with that, uh, thanks for listening. You want to reach me personally, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and read all the stupid bullshit I type out and actually I don't think I've been using Twitter that much often but uh whatever um I'm at Mr. Chief that's at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F uh the email for this podcast if you want to tell us about how you actually love Tobal number one and you hate us now uh <laughs> that's PlayStation Power at the boxfort.net uh the URL being theboxfort.net T-H-E-B-O-X-F-O-R-T dot net that is also the website or alternatively if you want to go the fun way you can go to theboxfort.vodka uh, because that is a domain that I bought 
<laughs> Greg, uh, where can we reach you? Uh, you can either so you can reach me like either directly through email at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com, which is the other uh, podcast to podcast that George and I do. Um, or you can uh, or you can leave us a comment like on our Facebook page. Sure thing. Joe, what about you? All right. So I can be reached at my personal email at Joe Sucks. That's S-U-X 30 at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at Joe Sucks, S-U-X 30. <laughs> um, I also do a podcast called the Radical Retro Roundup, which can be found on uh, Facebook in the groups, um, iTunes, Google Play, um, Podomatic, and yeah. You're everywhere. I tried to be everywhere. As soon as Google Play was like, yeah, we do podcasts, I was like, yes, add. Yeah, so I, I, I was sure. one of the early adopters. Yeah, I made sure I did that as well. <laughs> uh, so this is on Google Play as well now, and hopefully uh, get some popularity. If not, oh well, we can talk about wrestling, I guess. Kind of. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, also the easiest way to reach uh, you know the website as well is just Google the Radical Retro Roundup. It pops up. I'm um, usually the first thing, the first five pages. Yeah, it's and it's a good podcast, especially when I'm on it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we could talk about Zack Ryder having a stroke. <laughs> so aren't we having another guest host like our next episode, George? Yes. So next episode, uh, if you don't know this, we like to cover a PlayStation game, then a PlayStation 2 game, and we go back and forth. Uh, I choose to, Greg chooses to, and it's a, a whole cycle. So uh, next episode, uh, we are bringing on a buddy of mine who is a speedrunner. Uh, we will be talking about Splinter Cell Pandora tomorrow. That was a nice addition to that series. It wasn't. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure if I played that one, so I'm going to have to check it out and see if I remember it or not. Yeah, uh, Splinter Cell games are pretty cool, especially like the older ones because the newer ones are just like basically just about getting headshots and, and stuff like that. Like the older ones are more tactical. And I actually, so I played the first one before, and this was like like a year or two ago. And I could not actually figure out what to do in the game or how to get further. And it was like the first mission. It's all sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> well, it turned into shooty, shooty. So, <laughs> Which uh, is not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> not really, but I, I screwed up and someone set an alarm off. So I had to pull that gun out. Uh, yeah. Anyway, before we get any deeper, we should probably end this episode. <laughs> so bye. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Now take care, all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>